want to welcome you tonight. Hope you're having a great Sunday. I, I sure did enjoy this morning and looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us tonight. And I thought a, a great way to begin worship tonight is by being reminded of this wonderful message and song that Jesus is our all in all. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, Lamb of God, Think about what he did for us. Taking my sin, my cross, my shame. Rising again, I bless your name. You are my all in all. When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my all in all, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name, Jesus, Lamb of God. sing with us. Lamb of God. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your worthy worthy is your name worthy is your name I'm thankful for who Jesus is and in Colossians chapter 3 in just a little bit we're going to be looking at how we're to live as believers and the question is why do we live that way why do we do what God's Word says and the answer is he is our all in all he's worthy Jesus is everything and he is our everything and when we know him and live for him then we truly know how to live and I pray that God will speak to us tonight about that that God will will work in our hearts and lives God bless you and thank you for being here tonight. let's continue to worship if you'll stand with me as we sing Lord I lift your name on high I live. 
attempted. So we're gonna have to do that that course part again. And if you know the motions, correct me if I'm wrong. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, or how do y'all do it? My daughter did it this way: to show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. Cross to the grave, the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. All right, we're going to do that chorus again with the motions, just like BBS. You came from sing that also in preschool chapel and I love watching those teenagers or teenagers well we I mean we may have some teenagers in preschool I, I don't know um, but uh, but I love watching those preschoolers and, and they just they watch and um, they, they just participate and and sometimes those motions is a good way to, to help memorize and of course we love VBS for that VBS songs and, and the motions that go along with it but um but I'm grateful that for the fact that that he is worthy of our worship and if he didn't come from heaven to earth to show the way, and if he wouldn't have went from, you know, the cross to, to the grave and from the grave to the sky, then we would have no reason to be here. But thank God we got a reason to be here tonight. And he's worthy. He's our all in all. And, and my heart has been blessed already by the messages of these songs. And, and I'm grateful that we can worship the Lord, Jesus Christ, and gather together like this. And, and I'm glad that you're here. And those of you that are online, I'm grateful that you uh, have joined us as well. And um, I just uh, want to give the Lord praise because he alone is worthy. And I pray that God would have his way and will. I also want to give the Lord praise because it's been a while since our students have gone across the street on Sunday night. Uh, they've come through the quarantine process and all that. And, of course, they met together Wednesday night. And I know Stoney's uh, currently signing up for Infuge, and that's coming up in June, going to Mobile, Alabama. And so excited about that. And uh, I've been to Mobile twice. Uh, the, at, at Mobile University down there and they've got some great Boys and Girls Home of the South and got some great uh, backyard Bible club uh, locations at apartments and, and of course thrift stores and soup kitchens and, and, um, and, and then some, also some, uh, uh, some PCY, some paint and construction yard work opportunities at various locations and, and uh, some good work there and, and I'm looking forward to getting back. Uh, there's, there's one guy that played for the University of Auburn um, who who is who is who was over the boys and girls home of the south, and um, and I'll, I'll never for, I'm looking I hope he's still there I hope I get to to talk with him and, and see him again, uh, but those but uh, those boys and girls look up to him, and he runs a tight ship, and uh, playing talks easily understood and that's how he directs those boys and girls but they love him, and I'll never forget there was a little uh, I think a three year old you had to be four I think to come to the center. And he was too young, and every day that we were there, he would sit out in that lobby and he would cry because they wouldn't let him go and, and didn't have anywhere to go. I mean, Mom and Dad, I, I don't know where they were or what was going on, and, and, um, but we loved being with those boys and girls. And uh, he was teaching the boys how to play baseball. And I remember he was, he was teaching them about small ball. He, all he wanted to do was he wanted us to teach them how to bunt. And that's what he wanted to do. Those boys could run, and he wanted them to bunt. I don't know how they did. 
uh, in that baseball tournament he was getting them ready for. But, uh, but he actually uh, set, set the record. No, I think it was Mississippi State. He played at Mississippi State. And he has the receiving yards at Mississippi State University. He, he currently holds that. So uh, I just think about him and how he, he made a difference. In his, and I pray still making a difference in those, those lives. And those are the boys and girls we get to interact with and help alongside with him. And, and Mobile University, it's a, it's a relatively small campus, but a beautiful campus. And, and uh, looking forward to going back. So um, I've been there twice. I can't wait to go back. So students, you sign up. and. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity of, of going back and going to summer missions camp. But grateful our students are here and uh, they'll be going across the street. And, and, uh, and our mission friends have been going so well. And, and um, uh, Judy, I've seen, I've seen her updates on social media. And, and uh, they're doing, Doug showed me this week where uh, they planted some potatoes and the potatoes are, 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 are sprouting or whatever potatoes do. Uh, and, and growing and uh, he was watering that and they're teaching them about missions and about discipleship as well and, and uh, Judy looked like a weather person when she was pointing at the map and uh, on, the, on the picture that I saw but, but I, I just appreciate so much those that teach and lead our kids and our students and, uh, and so we pray tonight will be a, uh, just a wonderful night and I'm excited to get in Colossians chapter 3 here in just a moment as well and I pray God will speak and God will bless um, I do want to remind you that um, on February 13th we'll be having baby dedication and I don't know about you but I love the distractions this morning I, I told Chris to tell Zach and Madison you know um, I, I don't I don't mind you know the baby's crying and and all of that and you know they, they kind of left early but um, and then uh, you know Blair they were going down to the nursery and I know Judy was in the nursery and and great to have babies and then babies on the way and and God is good and God is blessing and and um, so give the Lord praise but we'll be having baby dedication coming up on the 13th in the morning service and then also on the uh, 13th is our super chili cook-off and um, we've had some more folks sign up for that and I'm excited about that. Dana asked me to share that if you haven't signed up you know to bring a bowl of chili then then go ahead and bring something sweet or a dessert and so um, and that doesn't mean bring yourself. Don't say well I'm sweet and I'll just come. No we're talking about good dessert so uh, but it's going to be a great time of fellowship on the uh, on the 13th and then we'll have uh, uh, Andy and Kim Bowman with us on the 20th for special music and a concert and the evening service. So uh, those things are coming up. We want to remember that. And um, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. It's so good to see you. I welcome you. Pray the Lord will touch us and help us tonight. And uh, let's ask for God's help tonight. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we do lift your name on high. We do praise you. You are our all in all. And God, it's you or nothing. There's no other option. There's no plan B. So help us, Lord Jesus, to settle in our hearts and in our minds, to trust you with everything. Lord, to be like Daniel and purpose in our hearts that we're not going to sin against you. Lord, we're going to lay aside some things. We're going to put to death uh, sinful desires in our hearts and lives, God, that we would be all that you would have us to be. Help us, Lord Jesus. And I pray you'll speak to us, and Lord, that we will worship you and respond to you tonight for your glory. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Let's continue to worship tonight. Stand with me. Our offertory hymn is 546, Love Lifted Me.
Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight with thankful hearts again. Thank you for the service we had this morning. We thank you for the word that preached to us. And Father, I just lift Mark up. Ask you to hide him behind the cross tonight. Lord, let him speak the truth. Let him speak your word. And Father, we thank you for these tithes and offerings. Lord, we just ask you to use it for the brothers of your king. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. batteries have to have a charge in it obviously for those microphones to work or there's no power and when I think about that I'm reminded by the fact that if we're not attached to the vine of course he's the vine we're the branches we're not attached to him and uh, we we don't uh, trust God like we should then we limit God's power in our life and of course if we're not saved if we're not believers uh, then uh, we, uh, we we certainly uh, can experience God's power and blessing in our life and and the best way to live is to know Christ and that's what I want to preach to you tonight is a message entitled how should we live in Colossians chapter 3 and uh, we'll be looking at the uh, first 11 verses tonight you know if we were to ask a, a just random people how how to live you'd likely get a, a vast variety of, of answers um, I'm sure as, as as you think about all the possible responses the most popular one would probably uh, sound something like this. Just be a good person and work an honest living. And that's honorable. And, um, and certainly that'll, that'll be, you know, life will be good and it'll keep you out of trouble. Um, but tonight I want us to focus on what the Bible says and how the Bible says that we should live. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to emphasize that the ones that Paul wrote to here in Colossians are believers. So that's understood. We're talking about how believers should live. So let me say that it's been my experience that I really didn't know how to live until I trusted Christ, until I got right with God, until I dealt with my sin by believing in Jesus and that He died in my place. And I turned from my way and from my sin and turned to Christ and placed my faith in Jesus. It was then that I truly knew how to live. Also, I want to say that uh, I would never go back to what I was before I was a Christian. Honestly, I've got nothing to go back to. And I'm sure you would agree with me tonight. If you're a believer tonight, you wouldn't dare want to go back to your life, your old life, before you were saved. So if you're a Christian tonight, how should we live? That's the question that we're going to seek to discover together tonight from God's Word. And so I want us to see, first of all, here in verses 1 through 4 of Colossians 3, that we as believers should focus on eternal things. That's where our focus needs to be. Focus on eternal things, not temporary things, uh, not things of the world, but things of heaven, of eternal things. Where, where is our focus at tonight? You know, it's very possible as, as we think about uh, NFL playoffs and, and uh, you know, I don't even know who won the first game, but uh, but then there's another game that, that started that one, and it's very possible that there are those that would not even think about going to church tonight. 
Are you kidding me? NFL playoffs, whoever wins tonight is going to the Super Bowl, and they wouldn't even think about it. You might say that they're focused on temporary things, you know. But if we're focused on eternal things, we wouldn't dare miss church for a ball game. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Um, it's just we have that desire as believers. We want to worship. We want to gather together. We want to pray together. We want to hear from God. You know, I mean, I, I think about uh, these songs, wonderful songs that we sang tonight. You're my all in all. You took my sins, my cross, and my shame, and, and you rose again. And, and uh, when I fall, you pick me up. And Lord Jesus, you're my all in all. And Lord, I lift your name on high. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. And we think about, we're reminded of the gospel. We're reminded about all that Jesus has done. And so we as believers, we just want to gather together. We don't have to have our arm twisted. We just want to be in the house of God. And so what a difference it makes when we have an eternal perspective. And we, we, we want to, to worship God. And that's what we're doing here tonight. And so look with me here in verses 1 through 4 as we begin. And we see that we as believers, we should live by the right focus. We're talking about focusing on eternal things. So follow along as we begin here in Colossians 3. If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your eternal, inspired, infallible, all-sufficient Word that is true tonight. God, I pray that we'll apply it to our life as we hear what you have to say. Lord, I pray that we'll listen. We'll have ears, ears to hear. And we'll respond tonight by faith in you. Bless us, help us, Lord Jesus, we ask in your precious name. Amen. Well, first of all, in these four verses here as we begin, our focus needs to be right. That's how we need to live. Uh, I'll, if you want to see a miserable Christian, then, I, then, then show, I'll show you a Christian that's focused totally on worldly things temporary things that's a miserable Christian but you show me someone that's got their focus right focused on the things of God focused on eternal things focused on heavenly things not earthly things and I'll show you somebody that knows how to live that's really living right there that's when life is good and so verse 1 as we begin uh, it begins with if you were raised if then you were raised with Christ now this in the original language this literally could be read since you've been raised up with Christ and and so that's understood I mean it's it's not a question of, of, of if it's already been established Paul is writing to believers and they're believers because they placed their faith in Christ because they were raised with Christ uh, that that's already been settled and and so uh, that's where it begins tonight I mean how do we live well it begins with salvation we trust Christ as our Lord and Savior and as we trust Christ we live for the Lord and we honor God and we look to Him and we focus on godly things, eternal things. And, and so that's where it begins tonight. Uh, we've been raised with Christ. And so because of that, seek those things, verse 1 reminds us, which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. I mean, because we're believers, our focus should be on eternal things over the temporary things of the world. After all, heaven is our home. We ought to have a longing for heaven. This world's not our home. Oh, listen, if, 
If all we have is this world, then we are miserable. But we don't, we don't have anything because everything in this world is temporary. Everything in this world is going to corrupt. It's going to fade away. You know, but the things of God, heaven is eternal. We should have a desire. Our focus should be on eternal things, things of heaven. After all, Paul says that's where Jesus is. That's where our Lord and Savior is. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And so we ought to have that longing and desire for heavenly things over uh, the temporary, corruptible things of the earth. Think about things above more than things here below in this sin-cursed world. That's, that's what Paul is saying. Notice in verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. What should be uh, my focus? What, where should I set my mind? Now I know that we live in this world. There's no doubt about it. This is not uh, advocating irresponsibility and just letting things, daily life things go. Uh, that wouldn't be a good witness at all. That's, we were to be responsible. But each and every day that we live, we ought to set our thoughts and our minds on heavenly things, on eternal things. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is in heaven. And so we, we set our mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. But, but notice this also. Think about this. Uh, the, the things above should be our focus more than the things below in this sin-cursed world. Why? Why should that be the case? Why is it that we shouldn't be so consumed with the things of the world? I mean, after all, we live in this world. We're not home yet. We're not in heaven yet. Doesn't it stand to reason then that we should be totally consumed and focused on the temporal, the things of this world, because we're not in heaven yet? The time to be focused on things of heaven is when we get there. No, I'm grateful that because heaven really is my home, where Jesus is, seated at the right hand of God the Father, I'm grateful that I have a home in heaven. I've changed my address when I got saved. I know I live at 241 Branchwood Drive, and you live uh, here in Liberty or, or here in the area, and, and there's no doubt, but that's our temporary home. So we understand here tonight that, that we ought to set our mind on things that are above. And the reason is because we really died to ourselves when we trusted Christ. I mean, I, I surrendered. We placed our faith in Christ and we surrendered. And, and so we, we died. We died with Him and we're hidden with Christ, the Apostle Paul says. Notice this uh, in verse 3. You died, he says, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, appears. Who's, who's my life? Myself. Am I living for the things of the world? I died to self. Those things, really, I should be dead to those things. You ever heard people say that maybe somebody uh, hurts them and they said, they're dead to me. You, you know what they're saying? You know, they, they, they're not focusing on them anymore. That's not their focus. Well, everything in this world ought to be dead to us compared to our focus on Christ, setting our minds and our thoughts on things that are above because we've been hidden with Christ in God. He's my life. I gave, I don't, I don't live anymore. Not I, but Christ who lives, Paul says. And so he is our focus. We set our focus, our minds on things that are above. And verse 4 reminds us that when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Um, verse 4 implies that, that since we are hidden with Christ, we died to self. We ought to focus more 
on things in heaven, on Christ, on eternal things. How often do we remind ourselves that Jesus is coming again? Think about that. Do we really believe he's coming again? I mean, Paul says here in verse 4, he's referring to the second coming of Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. We're going to be with him as the church. When he comes again, we're going to be with him. But how often do we think like that? How often do we remind ourselves he's coming again? Think about this. You know, this morning we, we gathered together and um, maybe, you know, maybe some of us were in Sunday school and we think about how we greeted each other and how we fellowshiped together and, and uh, maybe after, before the service, after the service and we, you know, we had uh, fellowship time and, and uh, maybe even tonight before service, maybe you had some conversations and, and, um, and then after the service tonight, you know, we'll greet each other and, and every, think about it. How often do we remind each other Jesus is coming again? I want to I submit to you that a lot of times we don't think like that because we don't set our minds on things above. But he really is coming again. And praise God, he's coming again. And we have the victory and we're going to come with him when he returns back to the earth. It's almost like we don't believe that. You know, we don't seem to share with others. And what an encouragement it is. We ought to be encouraged by the fact that Jesus is coming again. But I think a lot of times, you know, our, our focus is, is, is a lot of times more um, on, on things of the world than it is on the fact that he's coming again. I pray that, that something that we might change in this modern era of Christianity is that, is that we would truly remind each other he's coming again. Maybe during fellowship time, go to somebody and say, Jesus is coming again. Maybe greet people at work. Are you ready? Jesus is coming again. You see, we're uncomfortable a lot of times because we aren't focused on the eternal things. But Paul reminds us here that, that Christ is coming again, and when he appears, we're going, to be, we're going to appear with him in glory. Now imagine this, if you only thought about money, if you only thought about taxes, if you only thought about politics. Boy, that's a miserable life, isn't it? Only focused on politics. Imagine if you only focused on health and only focused on your job, these things. Imagine if that was all that consumed your thoughts and your mind. That's all that you focused on. Now, I'm not saying it's a sin to focus on those things. And again, that's being responsible. You know, we want to plan and, and, and all of that. But if that's all we ever thought about, how depressing. I like what Corey Ten Boom once said. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at God, you'll be at rest. Maybe we're not at rest as we ought to be today because we're not focused on Christ. We're focused on jobs and we're focused on careers and we're focused on uh, earthly things, temporary things, things that 100 years from now won't even exist. They'll be gone. Let's focus on Christ, which is eternal. But how should we live? Well, we focus on Christ, on eternal things. And also we should put to death sinful habits. Notice this here. In, uh, in verse 5. This is easy concept, easy to understand here, but it's another thing to live it out. Notice this. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. And here's, here's some examples, obviously some things that were probably a problem in the, the church that Paul was addressing. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry. 
Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Now, first of all, verse 5 says, therefore. That's, it's, it's often, maybe you've even heard this, that when you see the word therefore, you need to see what it's there for. In other words, it refers to previous passages of Scripture, which we have already identified as, as, a, as a focus on eternal things, that believers ought to focus on heavenly things, not earthly things, because that's where Christ is. We focused on eternal things. Our focus is on Christ, and He's coming again. And so because of that reality, we're to put to death the members which are on the earth. So in other words, anything that is a sinful desire, put it to death. That's, that sounds easy enough, and it's easy really to understand. But even though it might be easy to understand, it, it may be difficult because we still have that old sin nature. And I promise you, if we feed that sin nature, it's going to grow. And it will grow more than our spiritual life. Which one wins out? Well, the answer to that question is whichever one we feed. How do we feed our spiritual life? Focusing on things above. Focusing on Christ. By the way, anytime we open the Word of God, we are focusing on heavenly things. This is God's inspired Word. He's given us everything we need right here in His Word that tells us everything we need to know about ourselves, that tells us everything we need to know about life, that tells us everything we need to know about the future, everything that we need to know about eternal life. It's all right here. And so anytime that we will discipline ourselves to be in the Word of God, to spend some time in the Word of God, not to just read it, but to heed it and apply it to our life by faith, we are focusing on eternal things. Anytime that we call on God in prayer, we are focusing on spiritual things. And so um, because of the fact that, that Jesus is coming again, Paul says here that we're to put to death sinful desires. Notice what is mentioned in this passage, some examples that Paul's talking about. Sinful desires that we're to get rid of. Put it to death. He's not talking about putting it on life support. Because if it's on life support, it'd come, back, it'd come back, you know. He's talking about totally putting it to death. Doing away with it. Sinful desires. Sexual sins. Notice this in, in verse uh, 5. Fornication and uncleanness. Put it to death. Sexual sins. Impure acts like fornication and unclean. Passion. Put it to death. Letting your feelings get out of control. That's really what passion means. You know, people say, well, that's just my passion. We understand what they're talking about. That's what moves them. Well, we need to be moved by the Holy Spirit. And we will never have to doubt the Holy Spirit. He will always guide us in all truth. But sometimes we can let our feelings get out of control. If we're guided by our feelings, our feelings will, you know, can't be trusted. And, and our feelings will guide us. And, um, but I, I'd rather have an anchor for my soul in the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit of God lead and let the Holy Spirit of God feel. We let our feelings get out of control a lot of times. We're fallen. We're sinful. We can't trust our, our feelings and our emotions. And, and so put it to death. Put these things that evil desires, uh, covetousness, which means wanting more and more. That's, that's this world, isn't it? You're never satisfied. You get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and all of a sudden you've got to have a little bit more of this and that. 
and, and then that don't satisfy. And so you're just constantly wanting more and you, you're attracted by what somebody over here has. And it's like, wow. And so we go running over here and we gotta, we gotta attain that. And then it's, we over here and we're just all over the place. And our evil desires and our passions and our feelings and our, why can't I have that? They have that. And, and so it just gets out of control. And Paul says, instead of all this confusion, just put it to death. Notice also what he says, which is idolatry. All of these things can be idol worship. That's why we got to put it to death. Anything we put before God, what is it that's sacred to you tonight? What are you consumed with? What, what are you focused? What are your thoughts? That could be your God. That, that could be idol worship. And here's the thing about idol worship. It always breaks the heart of its worshiper. Because if it's not the true and living God, it's not worthy. But you know what the central theme, just like we sang tonight as we began, of Colossians is? Jesus is everything. Jesus is our everything. He is our all in all. So when Paul says, set your mind on things above where Christ is, that's really what we ought to do. And you'll find satisfaction when you do that. That's the way to live. Instead of focusing on things of this world and, and, uh, and, and temptations and giving in, evil desires, covetousness, wanting more and more. It's almost like we live today that the person that dies with the most stuff wins. But these things can be idle worship if we aren't careful and it's and it's not ever it's not ever worth it now look at verse 6 verse 6 says because these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience the judgment of God is going to come on those who continually have these sinful desires and they don't deal with it they'll, they'll stand before God one day you and I will stand before God one day and notice this God's not happy about it notice this uh, verse 6 says that the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience are we obedient or disobedient the word of God makes it clear where our thoughts should be where our focus should be the word of God is making it clear that we're to put to death sinful desires that sounds pretty serious a lot of times what do we do that we minimize it Everybody's doing it. Not that big a deal. Why well, look at that person over there? You know, he cheated on his wife, and they seem to be all right. They, you know, and or what about this person over here? You know, they, they cheated on their taxes, and men, they were able to go, and, and, and it just everybody's doing it. You know, and, and, and what about lying, being dishonest to get what we want, and we, we minimize it. But I'm reading right here the seriousness of it. Paul says to put it to death. Because God is angry about it. God is going to judge the sons of disobedience. Now notice this also. In which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. You see what Paul did there? As believers, these are things that should be in our past. Paul says you once were there, you lived in it, but that should no longer be the case. So we put it, why? Because we put it to death. Let's deal with it. Whatever it might be tonight, Paul reminds us as believers that these are all things that shouldn't be in our, in our present life, and it sure shouldn't continue to be in our future, but it's things that should be in our past, and let's keep it there. 
You know, Paul, Paul makes that clear. As believers, you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. And I think this implies, why are you still doing it? Because you once, before you were a Christian, this is what you did. Now, non-believers, this is how they live, but you're not like that. You've, you've changed. You've been risen with Christ. And you've died to self, and Christ is your life. Focus on Christ and put to death these things. We need to take, we need to feel about the same way about sin that God does. And a lot of times we don't. We have that old sinful nature, and the devil there is there to, to paint pretty pictures. And we need to understand and remember that Jesus said the devil's the liar and father of all lies. He's a deceiver. And and all the, the devil's apples have worms in them. You know, and and so um, we need to deal with sinful desires. You know, Paul mentions things, I think, that were a problem in his day. And you say, well, you know, these, these are things I'm, I'm okay with. I, I don't have a problem with. And maybe we do. I, I don't know. But, but notice this. Um, all these things that Paul mentions here, you know, uncleanness, fornication, passion, evil desire, uh, covetousness, probably every one of us at times, just kept wanting more and more idolatry he says these things bring the wrath of God but what are some things tonight that maybe maybe not necessarily be what's mentioned here again these were things that perhaps were a problem in Paul's day but what's the problem in your heart tonight what are some things that maybe God is convicting us or speaking to us about that we need to just put to death life will be so much better if we'll just put those sinful things sinful desires to death that's how to truly live. But when we don't put it to death, and we constantly answer when it calls, and we constantly minimize it, and maybe justify it, then those things, it just what we're doing is, is, is we're just getting entangled. And sin is a trap. And it gets to the point to where we can't even function anymore. Let's put it to death. I think about, I've seen families heartbroken, over these very things that we're talking about. Families that have been torn apart over these things. Best thing we can do is put it to death. Those sinful desires. Put it to death. It does matter how we live. And so we need to have a right focus on eternal things. And if I'm focused on passions and covetousness and, and on uh, you know letting my emotions go wild and my feelings uh, being led uh, by my passion or evil desires and and all of these things, if, if I'm not putting those things to death, there's no way that I'm focused on eternal things. And so let's deal, let's put it to death tonight. Whatever it is tonight that we need to deal with, let's deal with it tonight. So uh, as believers, we, we live by focusing on eternal things, putting to death sinful desires. And then also we take this a little further in verses 8 through 11, uh, we should intentionally take off some things. I shared this in our men's Bible study from a different book, not in Colossians here. Um, but we focused on how we to put on the new man the Bible talks about. Apostle Paul talks about uh, taking off the old and putting on the new. You know, like changing dirty clothes. You don't want to keep those old dirty clothes on. Man, we trusted in Christ. We're a new creature in Christ. Let's not take those old clothes and put them back on. Let's intentionally take them off. And so that's the idea here. There's some things that we're to take off. Now, next Sunday night, uh, we'll focus on what we ought to put on. But tonight, 
let's take this further about putting sin to death and dealing with evil, sinful desires, putting it to death by also focusing on what we should take off. Notice here in verses um, 8 through 11. But now you yourselves are to put off all these things, not some of them, but all of them, anger and wrath and malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, sick thin, slave nor free, but Christ, here it is, is all and in all. Anger, rage, hate, lies, put it all aside. Dirty words, you know, cussing, filthy mouth. James says that, that, uh, that cursing and praise shouldn't come out of the same mouth. And if we're not careful, it does, doesn't it? We, we shouldn't be cursing on Monday through Friday and then come to church with a praise to God. shouldn't be that way. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's take it off. Let's take off anger and rage and hate. Take it off. Lies. As Christians, Jesus said we'd be known for our love that we have for one another. Are we loving to others? Man, there's, there's no room for anger and rage and hate. Let's take it off. Lies. Notice, notice here. Uh, in, in verse or verse 8 as well um, that uh, you know blasphemy filthy language do not lie in, in verse 9 don't lie to one another man there's people today I'm talking about people that are in the church professing Christian they'll, they'll look at you in the face and tell you a bold faced lie what are one of the things that the Bible says God hates a lying tongue a false witness. God hates that. Little wonder. The Word of God tells us here, take it off. You got lying, uh, a hat, or whatever that represents lying, take it off. Lay it aside. That's not how a believer should live. These things, Paul reminds us that because we're Christians, those things should be in our past. Notice this, uh, continuing in verse 8. Um, I'm sorry, verse 9. Do not lie to one another. Since you have, you see that latter part of verse 9? Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. That's what the believer should do. We should have taken these things off. Instead of taking them and putting them back on. You say, you don't know what I've gone through. I have some hate. Because there have been people that's treated me a certain way. Or I don't understand life. Life has, has uh, dealt me some blows and... I'm bitter and angry about it, and that's, that, and that's not going anywhere. I'm going to take care of me, you know, that, that kind of thing. Well, Paul makes it clear that we should take off these things. And again, the latter part of verse 9 is these are things that we have, have already taken off as believers. That's what goes with being a Christian. We take off these things. We put it aside. And then verses 10 through 11 reminds us that we take off these things as we live our new lives in Christ. Notice that in verse 10. We've taken these things off, but we've also put on, notice this, the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of God who created him. The new man. The psalmist talks about the new song that God's put in our hearts. And, and I think about those that come to Christ. They get saved. They trust in the Lord. According to the Bible, they're a new person. 
I mean a new creature. New creature. We think about metamorphosis and, and that, that wonderful process of, of, of how a, a caterpillar metamorphoses into a butterfly. A new creature, totally different. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart and in my life. There's a change that takes place. You know what that change looks like? Putting to death sinful desires and taking off anger and rage and hate and lies and filthy mouth and, and, and being dishonest and, and lying. We take all those things off. That's what, that's what a new, new person in Christ looks like. Why do we take these things off? Well, notice with me the last part of verse 11 as we close. The answer to that is Christ is all. And he is in all. In other words, he's worthy. Jesus is worthy of us putting some things to death. Very things that he died for. Our sinful desires, he died. We ought to hate it because it nailed him to the cross. And he died in our place. And so we, we, we put those things aside. We put it to death. We lay aside some things that doesn't honor God. Why? Because he's my all in all. I want to be all that he wants me to be. I want to honor Christ and he's worthy of that. He's our reason. We, we don't do it to make ourselves great. We don't do it to glorify, you know, I want to make my family look good. Well, that's honorable, but that's not my motivation. I, I, want, I want to do it because I want to be the best dad I can be. Well, that's great. But if that's your only reason, then that's the wrong reason. I want to do it because I want our church. You know, I want to build a good name for our church. I want to have a good reputation. All that, all that stuff is great. But I'm just telling you, the only reason, our motivation, ought to be the one who died for us. Why do we do what we do? If it's not Jesus, then you'll get burned out. If it's not Jesus, then it won't last. So let's make sure tonight that he's our all in all. Let's make sure tonight that we understand that he's everything. Jesus is my all. He's, he's my everything. He's why I'm willing to lay aside some sinful desires that I've held on to for too long. He's, he's, he's the reason because he's my all in all. He's the reason that I put off lying. Maybe I've told some tales and lies and, and I've struggled with that. Well, I lay it aside. And again, these I think were things that were a problem in the church of Colossae. And so Paul is, is mentioning things. But what are some things tonight perhaps that God is dealing with us about? And God's saying, put it aside. Put it to death. What are some things tonight? Why should we do it? Jesus. Is he not worthy? Oh, yeah. He's worthy. And when we focus on him, and I believe that's where we started tonight, we've been raised with Christ, so we ought to seek those things which are above where Christ is. Let the author and finisher of our faith be our focus. Let's live for him and let him be our all in all. As we close tonight, I'm going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed, our musicians are coming tonight. My question is, what is your focus? Is it eternal things? Are we just totally consumed with earthly, temporary things of this world? Is that all that we focus on? Do we think on things that are heavenly? The Word of God and prayer. Also, the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4.8, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise in these things, meditate or think on these things. Does that sound more like the things that we think on? 
let's focus on the eternal tonight. What sinful desires do we need to put to death? What are some things that we need to put off? I encourage us to do it tonight. Jesus is worthy. If he's truly worthy, if he's truly our everything, we'll do what he says. And his word makes it plain tonight how to live. Let's not minimize or justify or make excuses. God hates it. God's going to judge it, the Bible says. So let's deal with it tonight. Let's put it to death or let's put it off tonight. Heavenly Father, would you have your way and will tonight? We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to stand as Donna comes and leads us tonight. I encourage you to come tonight. Whatever God is telling you to do, would you do it? Maybe tonight we've just been reminded, you know, Jesus really is my everything. He's my all in all. Maybe we've been reminded that I've been living more for me or the world. Let's make him our all in all tonight. Do what he tells us to do tonight. reminds us those who are weary come home sin will wear you out it'll suck the life out of you you know sin will cost you more than you're willing to pay it'll it'll keep you longer than you're willing to stay and it'll take you a whole lot longer than you planned on that's sin it'll wear us down maybe maybe there's some here tonight you're just weary we'll come home and let's let Jesus be our focus let's honor him and let him be our all in all or maybe you know someone and sin has taken its toll on them and you're broken. You're, you're not judging them, it's just a fact. And, and so you're, you're burdened for them. If God lays them on your heart, why don't you lift them up to the Lord in prayer tonight? Because Jesus is our all in all. And that's how to live. Let Him be everything. Let's do that tonight. They're going to play through another verse. If you need to come, I encourage you to come. The altar is open. I'd love to pray with you.
Thank you so much. I pray that we'll apply God's word to our hearts and lives. We'll never regret doing that. Um, anytime that we go to the Lord, anytime we, we honor God and we obey and, and trust in him, anytime that we pray, anytime that we spend in his word, that's never time wasted and we'll never regret it. The regret comes when we don't spend time in his word and we don't pray and we don't seek the, the heavenly things. So let's do that this week. You know, let's, let's, uh, let's strive this week to, you know, more than, than we've done this week, let's strive to, to seek the things of God and talk to God and pray more, read his word, and, and I promise you, you'll not regret it. And I hope you'll be back with us on Wednesday night. We'll be gathering together Wednesday night at 7. And, um, and then, uh, you know, looking forward to, uh, to what's coming up. I'm looking forward to our baby dedication and our super chili cook-off that's coming up as well. And, and uh, I pray that God will be glorified. And I pray that, that you have a wonderful week this week. And uh, as we close, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Steve Arnett, if you would, brother, would you close us in prayer tonight? God bless everyone.